0: got rick on the phone rick are you on the line with us i am good morning oh hey rick hey good morning rick how are you I'm, I'm on the driver's seat and i'm never here rick so i didn't know if i'm supposed to press a button and john did it for me welcome uh to the show
1: yeah this is rick clark he's the deputy director and uh chief operations officer down with the alabama port authority and rick i saw you uh speak i don't know a few months ago down in daphne and uh you did just a fantastic job so i want you to replicate that
0: <laughs> say exactly the same thing
1: yeah <laughs> look, look tony and you know i'll be long-winded if you don't uh put some hands on me
2: and especially I, I know you get down there for the uh for that breakfast that we have uh, regularly here in daphne and uh and and meet with some of the the community and just you're here that uh just to give updates on the port and i'm honored to take a few minutes with you today and and talk a little bit about what's going on at the port, and there's a, it's exciting. There's just a lot to
1: talk about, right? Well, it seems like it's nothing but good news coming out of there. Well, and I tell you, Rick, for,
0: for folks who don't, you know, we've got folks in Mobile in the listening area who are probably very familiar with it, but I'll be quite honest. I've heard of port authority with respect to New York City, you know, as I sit here in Birmingham, Alabama, and the folks up in the Huntsville listening area might not know just from the start what is the port authority, uh, you know, and, and as a matter of inf- information, what is it that it does?
2: Well, look, thank you. And I think that's a great segue into this. And, uh, for, for certainly, uh, in Mobile and, and be surprised at how few people really, even in their own communities, port communities are familiar with what the port does. But the bottom line for the port is, is, uh, introducing global markets to our industries oh, here wow. and, and giving them access to global markets. So whether it's automobile or coal or poultry or, or lumber, uh, airplanes, uh, we're, we're really connecting them to global markets, all the industry here in Alabama, and not just in Alabama, but throughout the United States. So, uh, we're really a gateway, uh, to the U.S. And, uh, just a, 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 quick number, of, uh, of stats, if you will. We're the 11th largest port in the country by tonnage shipped. Um, and, and you, people wouldn't necessarily realize the number two, sure. uh, steel terminal. The number three in coal, and some folks might think coal, uh, but not thermal coal—that's burned for energy—but therm- but metallurgical coal that's uh, used to make steel. So, uh, wow. just uh, a, a, a lot happening here, and in, in a really big port uh, in a, a fairly small community when you think about population size. So, uh, uh, just uh, super excited uh, to be part of what uh, Forbes just said was the second fastest growing port, uh, in the country over the last 10 years. And, and that's not just seaports, but that seaports, airports, uh, border crossings, that includes your, your big airports like Atlanta, Hartsfield or, or, oh, wow. uh, Chicago here. Yeah. Um, so, so some real great accolades and a lot because of this great, um, uh, climate for for growth that we've made here in Alabama with both the communities, the business leaders, legislature. Um, our, our leaders here are really ha- aligned to, to create a great business climate and growth for, for us. And, and we're only growing because Alabama's industries are growing, so super fortunate there. Folks, you're well, listening. To, oh, go ahead. Go
0: to, ahead, Brock. Uh, we, folks, you're listening to Truett News Radio, and we are on the air right now with Rick Clark, the Deputy Director and COO of the Alabama Port Authority. Uh, I, I happen to get on your website there, Rick, and I, I, two things. One, I noticed <laughs> that y'all are are, are posting. Uh, a really important number of about 98 billion dollars in economic impact but also i was very interested to see that while i mentioned the folks in huntsville may not necessarily know what the port authority is the fact is you have an impact in their footprint as there's a big intermodal uh, sort of event that's going on around decatur if i'm not mistaken with respect to uh, railroad
2: yeah, absolutely, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the intermodal industry. And we are served; Mobile is served by five Class One railroads. So, uh, only maybe one other port in the U.S. that could claim to to be so well served. Um, whether that was CSX, the NS, the BN, the KC, wow. uh, or the or the Canadian National, we really have a great representation all served here in Alabama. Interesting, as much rail as we have here in uh, the state. What we don't have is rail carrying containers, oh. um, and that's uh, the big reason for that is that our container terminal is still pretty much in its infancy when you think about container terminals. But uh, so um, a, a few years ago, we realized that without that, uh, we're going to continue to see uh, cargoes that are coming via container move through other ports, um, and and for us to get those containers moving through our own port. We're going to need to give them some rail access so our first step there was to um uh, start an adventure into expanding our port to to an inland facility in montgomery um we're we're well underway uh, to building a facility that will basically extend the port to montgomery and uh what you just heard recently um uh, the next step into Decatur or to serve in that Huntsville, uh, North Alabama market, um, get trucks off the road, provide some resiliency in this supply chain. One of the things we heard from um, our customers that were coming through the port during the pandemic was they couldn't get trucks. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so <laughs> not only uh, does this give them some other opportunity to move uh, their their freight by rail on containers, but this also gets a lot of trucks off the road. Sure. Um, so there's a there's a, a, a number of great uh, uh, benefits to creating this. Uh, and not we're talking about Montgomery. We're talking about, uh, Montgomery. Well, we're talking about uh, a, a position in Birmingham, and we're looking in in that Decatur. But yes, you just saw that announcement that we came out with uh, partnering there with CSX uh, in that area to help serve. Uh, there's a, a big big industries there. You know, we were just up uh, last year uh speaking with uh folks in that area where they whether it was in uh the redstone arsenal and nasa uh or M- mazda toyota sure. uh, just a lot obviously a lot happening in that area and we need to make sure that they have the economies of scale that a rail will bring them uh through our port
1: yeah hey Rick. let me ask you this. one of the best things uh or the thing that stuck out the most to me that you said when i heard you was uh you're talking about the things that are shipped and all that, but you know, Alabama is a big chicken state and, uh, that, that you guys send out, uh, the, I think you said it was the, the, the thing that's the most shipped or, uh, of the chicken were the chicken feet. <laughs> Look, it is a deal. I like to
2: say whether
1: it's rocket parts or
2: chicken feet, uh, <laughs> we're moving them through, through, through your port here. And I like to say your port because it's Alabama's port, and, uh, but yeah, so we're I'm up in uh, the Gunnersville, Abbeville area here uh, several a few months ago, and um, we're visiting some of the poultry farms. And, and Alabama is such a, a one of the largest poultry producers here in the U.S. Um, uh, so we're looking at what they're doing, and we're exporting a lot of poultry out of the out of the port here. Um, but one of their biggest um, exports are chicken feet or paws. They call them chicken paws. So the <laughs> The gold of the chicken, in this case, uh, you know, uh, one of the greatest values of that uh, industry are the paws that are shipped to Asia. Um, And so they they pack them in, you know, 20-ton-plus containers, 20 tons plus containers of of, uh, uh, these chicken paws, and and they put them on our container ships that are taken back to Asia where they're so popular. So really
1: interesting, right? No, that is. That, that is uh, it's, it, it really does. I mean, it, it, what you guys do just touch everybody in the state, but Brock and I talk about this a pretty good bit. Uh, th- these giant, you know, cargo ships that come in, uh, we're just absolutely amazed by these things. But uh, I think y'all have a better way of saying this, but you bet, uh, but you have a big uh, dredging project going on, and I thought this was really cool. As the river comes up uh, there into Mobile, the, it, once you reach the tunnels, you can't uh, make that any deeper, but as you head, I guess, south from the tunnels, you're dredging that out uh, to get. Uh, you already have big ships coming in there, but uh, just a, kind of a little bit of difference in, in the depth there makes a massive difference on the type of ship you can have in. Absolutely, and one, you know, we're we're in a uh, over the next eight to ten years, we're looking to to uh,
2: invest better than a billion dollars in. Uh, Uh, the port and its infrastructure and its growth, and one of the biggest projects in that uh, investment is a deepening and widening of the ship channel that brings these vessels in, and this project will make uh, Alabama's port the deepest uh, waterway port and container port in the uh, Gulf Coast, And, and only a few ports on the east or west coast actually can claim to have as much uh, water as, that, as we'll have. And what does that mean? You know, we're not, it's, it's interesting to hear, okay, so it's gonna be deeper, it's gonna be wider, uh, but what does that mean specifically? And um, today, our container terminal can uh, can handle about uh, what we call a, a seven or 8,000 TEU vessel, and a TEU is a 20-foot equivalent unit. And that's the standard that they measure um, throughput and container terminals, and it's just basically a 20 foot box. They're 20 foot long, 8 foot wide, 9 foot high. Um, but that's how they measure the standard. So those ships are pretty big. But in the industry, uh, the workhorses are really almost twice that size. They're really 14 and 15,000 TUs, and it's all about the economies of scale that those larger vessels bring. Um, so today, we don't have enough water. To bring those, get those vessels in and working. We only have 45 foot of water in our uh, container terminal to service these larger vessels. We need that five more feet. And it re- that really is what five more feet does. Doubles, almost doubles the capacity of those vessels that come in here. And obviously, if you've got a vessel that can carry double the capacity, we're, we're able to pr- put the port and our industries here in the, a much more competitive position. To move those cargoes through because of the pricings that it brings, um, so you can see almost double the size of those vessels. It's yeah. also when we think about our bulk terminal there, where we're loading Alabama's uh, metallurgical export, the coal that's mined here in central Alabama, that's uh, the best ex- the best metallurgical coal in the world for making steel. Um, today we might bring in a ship that loads 130,000 tons. And when we get to 130,000 tons, that ship is 45 foot deep in the water. I can't load it any deeper, but that ship has a lot more capacity than that. So we bring in another smaller ship next to that vessel and load it with another 30,000 tons. Then both of those ships go offshore to deep water. And the smaller ship has to transfer its cargo into oh, that bigger ship before it takes it to its final destination, sure. whether it's in the Japan or China or somewhere in, in Asia or into Europe. But uh, they, to, in order to get that vessel full before it goes, we've got to load two different vessels and transfer that cargo. This new deepening widening project will eliminate the need for that and, and bring a lot better uh, efficiencies and competitive market uh, pricing uh, to their their customers.
0: Rick, I could talk well, about this for a long, long time, but we're running into where we've, yeah. got, to, we've got to get going. I, I'd love to have you back on because this really is fascinating to me, and just thinking about those volumes and and again what those do to your needs on, on the intermodal and the rail systems too. I mean, and, it just and what it in. does
1: for Alabama. Yeah, that's I mean how great it is yep. uh, to make a stand out. But Rick, thanks so much for joining us this morning. And uh, is there what's the website? And all the people want to uh, learn more about the port. Look, uh, our website is
2: alports.com, A-L-P-O-R-T-S.com. It's a great resource for uh, the port. It'll give you a lot of great information about what's happening here, about the the investments that are going on, about our growth that's occurring, um, would, would and would love to get back with you guys and talk more about what's happening here. Uh, keep an eye on what's happening, and I'd love to, uh, to share more as there's opportunity. Well, Yeah, we'll good. do it.
0: Yeah, well, out. enjoy
1: the rest of your weekend.
0: Yeah, thanks so much.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. It was an honor, and uh, you guys have a great weekend as well.
0: All right. That's Rick Clark, the Deputy Director and COO of the Alabama Port Authority.